Hey everyone, Alex and I are talking all about political campaigns, what they're doing to actually manipulate you into voting for them and how this is relevant to contracting ads. Check it out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Contractor Growth Network. I'm Logan. Hey guys, I'm Alex. And today we're talking all about what's coming up, which is the 2020 presidential election. But more specifically, what we're talking about is the campaigns and the ads that they're running. We're all starting to see them, whether it's on YouTube or TV or Facebook ads or or however you're seeing it, we're starting to see more and more of them. So what we want to do today is kind of break down some of the ads, talk about what's going on, which we, the whole goal is to show you the power of the words that you use, because as a, a marketing and sales company, we're very big on, you know, what you say, how you say it, how you show it, how you present it, because there's a lot of visuals that I would say that these ads use that really drives the point home. So that's really the whole idea of what we're talking about here. And hopefully this should be kind of a fun one. So Alex, to kind of kick it all off, walk through some of the ads that you've seen, like ones that stand out in your mind that you keep seeing over and over and over. Yeah, so besides the whole Trump versus Biden or whatever is Hillary versus Trump, uh, a lot of like the local elections, like for mayor or you know Supreme Court justice or whatever those titles are, those are actually kind of the, the, the funniest ones to watch because there's they don't have the million dollar budget that Trump and Hillary and Biden all have. So this one I just watched was uh, his name was Gerald Daugherty, I think, and he they took the angle of the wife was explaining why. Gerald needs to get reelected. And it was because when he's not in office or he's not dealing with uh, running, like running the mayor of the city, he's at home, he's in her way, he's, and all he talks about is politics, how he can get the tax breaks down, how we can do this, how we can do that. He's, all he talks about is his job. So she's like, please reelect him to get him out of the house. <laughs> and it's a funny take. It's a funny take on like a political ad because it takes away from what she, they're at, he's actually trying to push. Like, cause they're the subtle hints he's talking like in the actual ad itself. Um, his conversations with people are kind of in the background and she's kind of talking, but those are his actual, um, like, you know, points of interest. Like that's what he wants to do if he's reelected, but you don't catch that unless you watch it again or if someone points it out to you because you're, stuck on the humor of oh wow he's a human like his wife just wants him out of the house that's funny i'll vote for him so he kind of gets away with that a little bit and then because I, I watched a commentary video about it where they broke that down for me and i didn't catch it the first time so i thought that one was pretty funny and then there's one i think it was in indianapolis where this guy basically rented about probably three million dollars worth of tv commercial space and within like the weeks up until the election every bill this guy in office uh, he voted for, he would just call him like he would catch him on. Why did he miss this, this, uh, this vote? Cause he was in Mexico. So they called him Mexico Joe. The next one was, uh, <laughs> he slipped in for this meeting. So he's called sleepy Joe. And it was just like, everything was, you know, it was just a bad uh, look for Joe and he did not get reelected. I looked it up after because of those ads and he just was like, I think they did like a newspaper interview after and he was like, yeah, I mean, those ads killed me. Like I, I even thought they were funny, but yeah, it, it killed me. But so uh, the ads, they had a big power like shift where they could sneak things by you. And if they make you laugh, like Gerald's, I would vote for Gerald if no one pointed it out to me. So, so the, the thing about both those ads is they, they take very different approaches, but they both 
are unbelievably emotional. So the Gerald one is humor. In the sales world, if you can make somebody laugh and you then ask for the sale right after that, you have a much better chance than if you just ask for it without making them laugh. So humor is, and we, we did a whole podcast on, on how that stand-up comedy class helped me out with selling and things like that. Humor is unbelievably effective when it comes to you know that sort of thing. So it's really cool how they did that. And it's a big pattern interrupt because it's a different, I mean, like right now, most of the ads that I'm seeing are either A, it's they're just pushing fear. You know, this other candidate did this. They're the devil. We're pretty sure that the apocalypse is going to happen if you vote for them. Or it's the opposite, which is like a bunch of, you know, like, you know, let's say like a Joe Biden commercials, but a bunch of, you know, mid, mid to late 20s people and it's black and white. And it's kind of like saying like, you know, Joe is like Joe Biden's the hope for this country, things like that. So it's kind of like that Sarah McLaughlin um, <laughs> dog commercial where it's like when they make it in black and white and it's like they're doing like a slow zoom on the animals, like you feel emotionally connected to them. And that's kind of what the Joe Biden commercials are doing, where it's like it makes makes me feel, especially as a younger, you know, I'm, or I guess now I'm late 20s. Um, late twenties where I'm like looking at somebody that is kind of the same demographic as me. I like build trust and report with them because they look and feel like me. And then it goes Joe Biden. So they're trying to do the uh, association tactic where it's showing people that look similar to you and they're painting them, you know, black and white, kind of a sad thing. So I'm like trying to like, they're trying to make me connect with them emotionally. And they're saying Joe Biden's the one that's going to help you out. So the way that they do that is it's very effective. And it's kind of like when we run ads for, let's say, um, you know, like we, we've done a bunch of like interior stuff where when we run an ad, the image on Facebook to get people to stop is not new cabinets. It's not a new kitchen. It's just an older couple that looks very similar to our client's ideal client. And because they look like you, it causes you to stop. So what we're trying to do is it's like this association principle that you want to work with people that you like, right? That's why it sounds shitty, but like if you're overweight, you're already at a disadvantage selling to somebody in person because everybody judges a book by its cover, whether you like it or not. And every time, like for the first time you step out of your truck to give somebody an estimate or go on a proposal, you are getting judged and either A, they like you. So now you're already starting off with your good foot forward or B, they go, wow, that person is something. They don't like you. And now you're digging yourself out of a hole, the entire estimate. So it's an unbelievably powerful tool that they're now using in political ads where they're either making you feel connected to somebody and then saying this candidate will help you, or they're talking shit about the other candidate and like doing it in a very aggressive manner. So now you, you, build resentment for the others. So it's like, it's unbelievable how they take these persuasion and manipulation tactics and just push it to the nth degree to actually get them to work. Yeah. The, 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 there was another one I watched and this was probably the most powerful one where it was this guy in a blindfold and he was putting together his AK 47 or you know some type of semi-automatic rifle and completely blindfolded. And he was talking about how he was you know, stationed in Iraq, he was on missions in Afghanistan, he was this in the army, or he was this. And then he was uh, 
like before he took off the blindfold at all, like showed his eyes. He was just, the camera was slowly panning in. He was building it perfectly, had it all done. And then when he finished, he pulled out the blindfold and goes like, I want you to have your guns, but I want to have the right people to have the guns. So it was kind of like, he was more of the human aspect of, I don't know what he was running for, but he was like, you know, clearly he was like talking about what he voted for in laws and, and how he was all about gun safety, but wanted you to have your guns. So he was really, his agenda or his, you know, his, you know, he was trying to persuade you to, you know, hey, like not all of us, we have a bad light. He was trying to like get that whole persona of we're all, we are all out here, don't know how to like use guns. We're just kind of like, you know, oh, I don't want it because this doesn't fit my agenda. He was like, no, I've been there. I know how to use it. I'm fighting for your safety to so vote for me. And he was like, you know, kind of like a trade off. And I thought that was probably the most powerful one where I couldn't really find a hole in that commercial to say I wouldn't support that guy, you know? But because I, I think people, I mean, even people who are very pro gun and, and like pro NRA would still agree that, yeah, there are, there should be people that aren't allowed these weapons. Like if you've yeah. got issues or, or something else going on, then you're probably not, you shouldn't have these weapons. Like, I think that's a pretty common thing. I think the people who are very anti-gun are going to say, well, they should get rid of them in general, but that's a pretty, I would say popular stance that you're going to probably appease a decent amount of people by saying, I'm, you know, I'm pro second amendment. However, there needs to be a better filter system to, to get people these weapons. So yeah, that's kind of taking like a generalist idea. I mean, we talked about this on this past Monday night's webinar where it's, and I do this a lot with my own Facebook posts or my personal pages. Whenever I make posts about stuff, I don't do this on purpose, but apparently what I do is I, I generally will put out a post that it's kind of polarizing, but it's also hard to argue against. So it's something that is, it's meant to spark emotion in people. So when future clients are reading it, they feel something when they read what I'm writing, but it's something that it's hard to go against where I'm like, the last one was me talking about, um, or one of the last ones was me talking about people posting um, all the Kobe Bryant stuff. You know, they're very inspirational quotes about Kobe and, you know, Kobe this, mama mentality that, which is fantastic. However, it's the same people that don't then actually put in the work, which is the opposite of what Kobe was. Kobe didn't talk. Kobe just put in the work. So mm -hmm. I, I put that in my post. That was all about when you post this stuff about inspiration, what you're doing is you're trying to fire yourself up and let everybody else know that you're ready to run through a brick wall. But when it comes time to run through a brick wall, you're back at home watching Netflix. So don't be like the person that talks about Kobe, be like Kobe, which is kind of a, a, a principle because it's like how like that's, it's a tough one to kind of argue against, which is kind mm -hmm. of what this guy's doing is it's, he's making himself more relatable to the people. So, yeah, I, I took it as he was like, it's kind of like anything like, you know, there's people that are going to buy from you no matter what, because they, they need your service. They like you that you got to, they got a good referral. There's people that are not going to hire you because, you know, they don't, they're not even in close to where you're, where you're charging. They're not even close. They want to, you know, they just want it done. They don't really care about the service and all that. But you're, that guy is trying to convince the, the people in the middle that are on the fence that you're going to go one way or the other with this ad. And that's the same thing that, you know, as a contractor you're trying to do as well with your ad, you know? So that's, that's really who he was targeting. And that's why I thought it was most powerful because, you know, he's not trying to say, well, you know, if you, I know you're, you're anti NRA, but listen to this, what if I make it this? He's just speaking to the people that could go either way, which ultimately decides the vote. 
So I think right. that, that was a smarter way to go about it when, you know, the other people didn't really hit on that. They were just kind of talking to everybody, but he had a certain mind that, and that kind of, I, I got that watching it. He's talking to, you know, someone that, you know, doesn't really care. Go either way. You know what I mean? So, right. Hey guys, if you're looking to grow your business, make sure you head over to contractorgrowthnetwork.com. Learn all about everything that we can do. Websites right now are the hot thing. Everybody is at home. Get on it because this is the new way that people are buying today. Contractorgrowthnetwork.com. So the the visual side of, of things, because you're talking about, you know, this guy's talking about gun rights, but he's actually like, you know, putting together a rifle. So the, one of the big visual ones down here in North Carolina is like, there's somebody running for, I don't think it's governor, but it's for uh, a local seat here. And what they're doing is they're using visuals to paint somebody in a bad light. And being in one of the trades that we help, which is, you know, remodeling, landscaping, painting, anything that's very visual, that it's, you're going to be looking at it in the home all the time. You can use that to your advantage online. So what this one ad was doing was they were saying this, this candidate used taxpayer dollars, AKA his normal salary, used taxpayer dollars to put in a wet bar and a butler's pantry in his home. Now, what was super smart about this was a wet bar and a butler's pantry. A butler's pantry, I'm assuming most of you guys know what this is, especially if you're a contractor, but it's just, just an a inlet where you put food and stuff. It's nothing crazy. And then a wet bar is just like an added sink. So they're relatively common and they're not unbelievably expensive. Yet what this ad does is when they're saying the words wet bar, they're, they're showing an outline of people partying. And when they're saying a butler's pantry, they're showing an outline of somebody wearing a tuxedo with a bottle of champagne with white gloves on. So what they're trying to do is, is they're trying to spin somebody t- using their salary to upgrade their home a little bit, make it a little bit more livable. I, I wouldn't personally say that a wet bar in a butler's pantry is balling out. I mean, this is like how my apartment's got a butler's pantry. Like you just, it's a small one, but you effectively just, you walk in, there's like a food storage place and that's it. Um, but they're putting the visual to those that don't know what it is. And they're playing on the word butler by showing, looks like Jeffrey from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So now all of us are, are hating this guy because we're like, would he really use taxpayer dollars, our dollars that we worked hard for to go out and get a butler? that just serves him champagne from the pantry and they're using a wet bar for parties like F this guy we're out. So Mm -hmm. it's a very powerful tool. If you don't know what those things are, because now you're associating him with, he's just taking advantage of the people using his power and going from there. Now, if they would have said, you know, without those visuals, he put in a wet bar in a Butler's pantry. We don't really know what that is, right? There's no visual, especially if we don't know like the common, person here in Charlotte may not know what that is. So if they don't know what that is, they're, they don't know if it's necessarily a bad thing or not. They're assuming it's a bad thing. But once you put the visual of somebody uh, like a, a male butler sitting there, now it's negative. So when you're, you're trying to sell your services, if you don't have visuals, you can sit here and I can tell you how beautiful this kitchen is or how beautiful this backyard is going to be. And all you're doing as a future client or a homeowner is you're trying to dream it up and think about it. But if I can attach some visual to it that evokes some emotion, now it makes it that much more attractive. And this is why, especially in the pond industry, which is where I come from, any picture that has fish, 
a dog, uh, best yet humans in it evokes more of an emotion because it's a living, breathing thing that people can tie a connection to. And they want the pond even more. So this visual now takes all these words of you're going to have this amazing pond. It's going to have water running down it. You're going to hear the sound of water. You're going to be able to hang out in it. That sounds great. But as soon as I show you a picture of somebody lounging by their pond with a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, that's when you go, oh my God, I need this. And that's what these commercials are doing is they're adding these visuals and, and watch them. When they're talking about somebody being evil, they'll have like a little transparent overlay of like fire coming from the bottom of the screen, aka the, the devil, like it's somebody from hell. So they're using these little visuals kind of the same way. Have you ever seen the movie The Exorcist, Alex? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember The Exorcist when um, they're, that dude's running and then they do like these little quick like – they show like like a split second of like it's like on the big screen like the devil looking at you and it's like they also did this in um shoot what was it Fight Club where they showed like somebody naked and they would like talk about that where like they would like have like a really quick like one of the frames would be like somebody naked and it was like subliminal messaging that's yeah, kind of what yeah. they're doing with a lot of these visuals is that you're still focused on looking at let's say. Joe Biden or, or, or Donald Trump, but when you see the, the flames come over top of them, you're not necessarily fixated on the flames, but you're still seeing them. So you're looking at them and associating a negative reaction with them. So now you're building up your own emotion. So same thing when you're trying to market your own company. And this is what we do with our stuff too, is if we can show, let's say a nice house that somebody built, a client of ours built, but then we show in the front yard, uh, the client's cars, which would be a Mercedes and an Audi. Now this person's associating these two cars, which they know Mercedes and Audi is nice with our client's product. So the association, even though they're not directly fixated on this Audi and Mercedes, they're now tying the two together. And they're, they're thinking of, well, I've got an Audi or I've got a Mercedes. It makes sense to get this home. So it's that association <laughs> principle that the, a lot of the subliminal messaging that's going on in these campaigns are drawing you one way or the other. Yeah. With the politicians, they take whatever Donald Trump, his weakest asset is, the Biden campaign points that out. And they try to use an ad towards that and say why Biden's better. Well, that's the same thing you're going to do as a contract if you're a bond builder and you think, you know, your competition has a, you know, their sloppy cleanup and your customer really cares about that. And that's been their negative, you know, pain point. You harp on that in your ad. Like that's what you want to harp on because like you said earlier, Logan, it's that negative emotion. You know, they show every time they're talking bad about either Biden or Trump, they use an, the negative uh, image where his mouth's wide open or, you know, they look angry or they're talking stupid. They are, they're stuttering their words. That's all by design because they don't want to show them a picture smiling because then it shows, you know, it doesn't give you that emotion. If you hear Biden or Trump stuttering, then you're like, oh, see that. Yeah, he is an idiot. You know, so that's. That's all by design. That's what you want to do. And it's like, you know, reading other people's reviews isn't a bad idea to find out what customers are saying about them. If there's negative ones and how you can show that, hey, we're a little bit better. It, it's amazing. I tell you, I, I mean, Trump is so good at this. He's so good at, I mean, well, granted, he won in 2016. All of his campaigns, he crushed it. Uh, oddly enough, today, I don't know if you saw it, but Steve Bannon, his campaign manager back in 2016, actually just got arrested. Um, oh, yeah, that. No. yeah, for a whole whole different, you know, he was defrauding. He like set up a GoFundMe oh, to like geez. build the wall and end up stealing a, a ton of money from it. But um, 
So, but back in 2016, he was good at that where he would take those little things. And when he's doing the same thing now, where his whole thing is sleepy, Joe, he's too old. He's too tired. He's too this. And it's ironic because I think Biden's like two years older than him. So it's not really like yeah. that. There's not that big of a difference, but yeah. the president, the presidential candidate that has more energy has won every election since Kennedy. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know if you learned this in school, Alex, but Kennedy, you know, young, attractive, good looking, when they first started doing presidential debates on TV, put on makeup and went out there. You got Nixon, who just recovered from the flu, said, I'm a real person. I'm not going to put on makeup. Let me go out there. And he looked like a ghost already at a deficit from not looking the part because he's doesn't look good. He's um, it's just not looking good, right? As a whole. So yeah. then you throw in no makeup, and now you've got somebody coming out there already looking really attractive, makeup on, glistening, and this other person looks like walking death. It doesn't really matter what Nixon's going to say at that point. You're already pretty pro Kennedy just by by the looks of it. So that's something yeah. that Trump is harping on now with with Biden. Where anytime they sh- I see a Trump video that has Biden in it, Biden's it's you're right. He's never talking. It's like, he's like, his mouth is open. He's like, kind of like looking around, looking back and forth to like, like he looks confused because he's mm-hmm. old and he's sleepy according to Trump. So they're taking yeah. these little things, like what you're talking about, like very subtle, like they make him look dumb. And when they just push it over and over and over, you now associate Biden with being speechless, having no idea what's going on, just standing there kind of, you know, just being sleepy, I guess. So it's, it's very... It's very manipulative as a whole, but mm-hmm. as a advertising person, I find it very informative just because of how different it is and seeing how they're taking these little things and just mm-hmm. twisting the knife enough to get everybody on board with them. Yeah. Well, I mean, I love it too, from just like a, you know, the video standpoint and we watched that actual debate in, in college and that's what we came out of. I mean, obviously none of us saw that debate. So we were like, you know, hey, so like, obviously the election doesn't matter, but it's like, who would you vote for if this is the only thing you saw, Nixon or Kennedy? Nixon was horrible. And no matter flu or not, he was horrible. And it was Kennedy. Right. And that's that's exactly what, and, and not to the maybe the degree you have to do with these politicians because they're kind of ruthless, but it's as simple as just pointing out something that you do great that others don't. And, you know, finding that pain point that people or that trigger point that gets people to make that decision and centering your ad around it. I mean, like having those catchphrases like sleepy Joe or Mexico Joe, or, you know, those were memorable, you know, I'll, I'll always remember those ads because they're just funny to me. But at the same time, it's, it, it's, if you can, if you cannot bash your ga- your opponent, cause they can come right back at you at the same time too. And, and find that pain point. I think you'll be golden. Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily, because like typically for, I know for me, whenever I talk to a contractor for the first time, if the first thing they harp on is like, well, tell me about your services. And the first thing they do is start talking shit about the competition. That typically means that they have no grounds to stand on. And the difference between a presidential uh, debate or campaign is we know unless something crazy happens, it's either going to be Trump or Biden that win. Like there's not really any other option, but in the world of contracting, you know, it's not one contractor versus the other. The person could simply just not move forward with the project mm-hmm. because especially with what we do, it's like, you know, like maybe if, if we, you know, helped out plumbers 
And we said, like, look, like if your uh, pipe is leaking, here's all this bad stuff about the other contractors. Choose us. Like the homeowner is going to have to choose somebody because they're going to have to do something about it. But I mean, when we talk about like kitchen remodeling, like nobody has to move forward. It's a wants based thing, not a needs based thing. So drawing up like the benefits of it, yeah. I'm always a bigger fan of that. But when you can take the negative side of things, and we tried this before with using a visual of like, well, does your the, does the paint on your walls look like it's 20 years old? And then we showed somebody wearing like a teenage kid wearing like really baggy jeans because those were really popular in like the mid 90s, and it had like a wallet chain hanging from it. So you like you're we're trying to associate the idea of an old paint job with Jinko jeans and slime time live on Nickelodeon saying your paint job is actually 25 years old. Let me show you what the fashion trends were 25 years ago, because now you're starting to realize, well, my fashion as a homeowner, my fashion changes every year. My technology changes every year. I get a new car every few years. So why does the inside of my home still look like, you know, just came up fresh out of Miami vice. So we're trying to create some of those associations there. Same thing that the politicians are doing, but we're doing it more, not like you versus somebody else. It's more like you versus what, like where it's like what the homeowner is currently dealing with, where they're not really necessarily understanding that an outdated paint job is actually worse than they think it is. So we're trying to create a visual behind it. So they go, oh. Ew, that's disgusting. Why would I ever wear jeans those ba- that baggy? Let me go ahead and get this updated. So it's yeah. just it's all associated yeah, no. visuals. Yeah, like you know, you're not your scale isn't you know talk about world peace and you know nuclear bombs. You're talking about you know remodeling your kitchen, building a pond. You know, so your your competition mm-hmm. is is way more. It's it's way easier to go on a positive spin than a negative spin. That's for sure. Because to, like you said, to, to talk shit about other companies, it just leaves yourself vulnerable to for them to come at you or a customer to do dirt on you and be like, well, you were very negative, so you're probably hiding something. So yeah, the positive way is always the way to go. It's easier said than done, but I mean, you know, if you find it, you, you start to look at these ads or you start to look at commercials differently when you kind of get into that mindset. So I think that, I think you just model it after a certain commercial you like that kind of, you kind of, resonated with and i think that's an easier way to do it yeah if you're gonna talk shit i would talk shit on the the person's current lifestyle and not Mm -hmm. in a negative way not like oh you're a loser because your paint looks ugly but like you know do do some of the visuals do some of the associations let them know that if their paint is 20 years old start talking about some of the other things that were going on 20 years ago so they go wow this really is dated and then that's how you use that visual to get them off their butt to go huh okay maybe it is time so, yeah, and it's not even oh. a negative way because you're saving that homeowner from themselves at that point. Like they have Miami Vice yeah. colors and it's 2020, you know, you need to, you need to upgrade it. I'm here to help. So it, it's, it's, it, that's a good spin actually. Cause it's, it's negative, but it's not really because you're, you're helping the customer in some way. So, and, and that's all sales really is, is like when I argue with uh, somebody on the phone, cause they're like, yeah, I don't think I'm ready. We have like we'll we'll go very deep into like who they are, what they're trying to accomplish. And most people they they fight to stay in their comfort zone, which is why they don't want to move forward. And if I feel like it's somebody that I know I can help for sure, like it's like this is a slam dunk, all they have to do is move forward and they're being hesitant, then I'm going to fight them on it. I'm going to like keep peeling back the onion of like, okay, I got it. I know you want to wait six months on this. 
let's talk about this. Between now and then, how much business are you losing by not moving forward on this? Things like that. I talked to a guy the other day where, I mean, this year, I mean, Home Depot just came out with an earnings report. They're up like 23% in sales because this is the year of home improvement because people are not going on vacations. People are not going out to restaurants as much. So they have all this extra money and they've been thinking about fixing everything up. So this is the year to move forward. However, a lot of people are still, you know, contractors are so worried of, oh, well, what if, what if something happens in a year down the road? I'm not going to have any money. So I need to spend or save this few grand. And it's like, yeah, but how much money are you missing out on that are people that are ready to go right now that may not be ready to go in two years? But right now, because they didn't spend that money on that vacation, they've got extra cash. So why are you waiting? And and what they're thinking about is, well, am I going to be safe in two years versus there's a golden opportunity right now. Let's strike iron while it's hot versus let's try to hope down the road that people buy. It's like, it's, it's crazy. But again, like, I, I, I kind of know in my mind, I'm like, I know this is what's going on. I know they're scared. I feel very confident in myself. So I, uh, and, and what we can do and I know what we can do. So I'm going to go ahead and fight them on this a little bit and try to still get them to say, yes, I'm not going to like say, well, we're doing it. I already got your credit card too, too bad, yeah. but like, I'm trying to push it a little bit more. So I totally forgot how we got onto this tangent of moving forward where we got from the campaigns, but either way, <laughs> leave it on this, watch these campaigns as you do it, check out some of the visuals and see what you can do for your own business. See if there's little subtle things that you notice that they're doing. And you're like, huh, I wonder if I spun that some way for my own stuff. See what you can do. Visuals are unbelievably powerful because the human, you know how much faster the human brain processes images than text, Alex? I don't know the exact number, but it's definitely faster. 60,000 times faster. Yeah, that's a lot. So when... So when people say, oh, but my website, you know, it's number one in Google. I'm like, you got eight pictures on it across the entire website. The, your, your future customer is never going to buy from you because yes, you're number one, but it's a pile of garbage. So if you don't want a pile of garbage and you actually want to sell some stuff, contractorgrowthnetwork.com, check out the websites. Let's get started because you don't want to miss out on the golden opportunity that is 2020, the year of the home. Thanks, guys.